Murdoch just asked me if his story of the week had to be interesting. <laughs> Which I guess is where we'll start. Story Guys is a fake game show podcast <laughs> where the stories are real, uh, but the points are fake. The points are very, very fake. Uh, one thing we like to do at the beginning of episodes from time to time are talk about other stories that aren't our own that we really like. Right. I finally saw The Farewell. Have you seen that? Nah. So do you know anything about it? Nah. So Lulu Wong uh, is a director, writer, uh, she's done all kinds of stuff with film, but she... She created a story for This American Life several years ago that has now been adapted into, she made it into a film starring Aquafina. And I don't know how much I want to tell you about, because I don't want to give too much of it away, but basically the premise, very early in the movie that gets set up, is um, about this girl in her late 20s, early 30s, who... Um, finds out that her grand she lives in New York, her grandmother still lives in China, and her parents tell her, who also live in New York, that her they're going back to China under the premise of going to her cousin's wedding, but really all of their family is coming back to China for this wedding because the grandmother, the matriarch, is going to die. She has lung cancer, but they've not told her. Okay. Because within the culture, it is not uncommon to keep that from people. All right. To have other caretakers that are getting the medical information, unlike in our country. Yeah. And so it's this story about culture and the clash of, you know, what's most important, the individual or the family. Uh, but it's also very funny and it's just very thoughtful. Anyway, there's a lot of people saying a lot of nice things about that movie right now. But I will be, I will join the chorus and say... It was as good as I had heard. Everyone told me to see Knives Out. So I have a group of guys I go with the, to the movies with every weekend. And one of them, the other, uh, several weeks ago, before that came out, he's been amped about it. And he said, Knives Out, Knives Out, we're going to go Knives Out. In the last two weekends since that movie's been out, he has been sick or unavailable to go. Oh. And so me and the other guy are like, well, we can't go without Adam. So we've skipped it. And now, of course, everyone is like, talking about it and we haven't seen it yet so i'm very excited to see knives out i've heard it's great yeah oh so my story yeah um, has nothing to do with movies i went to a family reunion that's what i did (laughs) (laughs) so so you heard stories at the family reunion or you just stockpiled stories for future episodes of story guys i mean look man i went to (laughs) where was this family reunion Uh, this family reunion was at the clubhouse uh where my sister lives and, Which is in Nashville? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So ill-prepared uh, to, to do something like that, and I've never done something like that, and I take my daughter, who's nine, and she's like... She, she had never done anything like that. <clears throat> no, and she was like, are there going to be other kids there? And I'm like, I think. No. I don't know. There were not. There were. So it worked <laughs> out. <clears throat> um, there was someone from my high school... It's very interesting. My mom was introducing me to someone and said... Uh, you know, you guys know each other. I'm sure you went to high school together. And I was like, I don't know. Did you did you go to blah, blah, blah high school? And she goes, yeah. Uh, and I was like, when did you graduate? And she said when she graduated. And I was like, really? It's like a year apart. No idea who we are. Like, no idea who we are, the two of us. And we're related, apparently. And, and how many people were in your graduating class? 193. So I had almost exact same size graduating class, and I had the exact same thing happen to me, except weirder. Well, I don't know. Being at a family reunion and having that happen is pretty weird. Yeah, but, right? So I graduated high school in central Arkansas, and I was in Louisville, Kentucky, probably 10 years. Well, I don't know if it had been 10 years yet um, after I had graduated high school, but close. And I'm walking through my current neighborhood that we are sitting in, 
and saw a person with a Arkansas t-shirt on and said, oh, you're from Arkansas. And we very quickly got to the fact that we went to the same high school and that she graduated two years after I did. Yeah, and you're here. And you're we're here. Louisville, and I, so it I, makes I mean, sense. had no idea who she was. Never seen her before in my life, I thought. Yeah. So. I mean, there's so many other, like, with the, the, there's so many things that are around uh, the family reunion. Should I explain that, like, my mom took me and my daughter to Walmart, and I thought I was going to have a panic attack, because that's what happens when I go to Walmart, my hometown. <laughs> wait, I just wait, I just start to have one. Wait, so what did you, why did your mom need to go to Walmart? Was this like an errand? No, I, no, man, listen. I, or it was I, like a Saturday night? No. I pull up in the driveway. She meets us in the garage and tells us we're going to Walmart. Like that's how fast the the I, I was just it was just Mark. You're taking on me. me to Walmart. So it's like Jerry Eden here. So we're going to Walmart. And so, so did they, you load up on the Mike and Ikes and the five dollar DVDs? No, no, and uh, and we were walking around the toys and stuff and I could tell like my daughter was sort of like, yeah, this, so did, this did, kind of stinks. Did your mom have a reason? She, uh, she just had the opportunity to get out of the house, I guess. And, uh, and not with did my she dad. buy you some jeans? Like what? No. <laughs> we did buy Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Well, that, that sounds like a win to me. I don't know what you're complaining about, Mark. And then, and then we couldn't put it together and I watched a YouTube video of two old coots who couldn't who couldn't put Rock'em Sock'em robots together. And, and, and so my daughter's like, no, Dad, it's like this. I'm like, no, we're watching a video of two other idiots who, who are older than me who can't put this together. So we had it a few Christmases ago, and I, don't, I just figured we bought like a cheap version of it. But yeah, it worked for like five minutes. And then you knock one of them out of the thing, and it never goes back the correct way and it never really works right again. You mean you didn't get the deluxe? No, I'm just and then kidding. it hangs all- it hangs around in the basement for three years and you're like, oh, I remember that was that was a sweet five minutes after we unwrapped that. Yeah, it was uh yeah, it sucked. It was terrible. So that was uh I, I just did it was a unusual personal experience. <laughs> There's stuff. I mean, it was great. Hey, my cousin Lisa that listens, also my cousin Julie and my cousin Jennifer, all through there all they all listen. Thank and God for your family. Otherwise, our listenership would be really low. They were, they were, they were all there, and so yeah, it was. I mean, it was cool. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, I've never been to one of those things before, so it's, that's surprising to me, given your relative closeness, both emotionally and physically, to your parents, and the I- emotionally the idea well you know thanks i mean you're relatively emotionally close to the, I mean, it's not like you're <laughs> it's not like you're estranged you know what i mean like no. you, you go and see them and stuff yeah uh so yeah the fact that you've never done a family reunion before so i did a family reunion oh you want to know an awkward family reunion story for me this isn't even the theme of the episode um but i went to one of my mom's side of the family after i got arrested the first time in college. Yeah, I know that story. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. So I show up. It was like during Christmas break, but it was before I flew from Arkansas to Kentucky to see them for the holidays. And so I got here in my opening. Well, no, my opening line was on the telephone when I called them and said, I missed my flight. So I'm going to be later and I'm going to fly into Cincinnati instead of Louisville. So that was one. And the second was, and by the way, I got out of jail a couple days ago. <laughs> so... None of that was going well, uh, but very quickly in that trip, 
it was okay now me and you and your sister are packing up in a minivan and we're driving to Illinois and we're going to a family reunion on a farm so all of that stuff happened at the same time wow which was a very interesting like re-encountering your your life and life choice it was like it was like a game of this is your life right like yeah yeah <laughs> it was like you right you make this decision you i got i mean i got off scot-free in that case everything was cool um and i realized i, I should explain because you know this but listeners wouldn't it had to do with overconsumption. it's the reason i was in jail right so uh and it was it was a dumb college mistake and but then you're with your family, and then you're with all this family you don't know. Yeah, right. Right. And the main thing I remember about that is that my I had this like uncle, great uncle, I guess, and it was on or near his property, and he had like an airplane in a barn. And I remember like all of us going out to look at this. Yeah, I mean, it was like very much like out of like ex- yeah. like very midwestern. <clears throat> it strange, was a yeah. very midwestern experience experience altogether. But um, you know, I got my life together shortly after that. And you kind know, of. Now that you, I mean, you, we know a lot about each other. Don't do you think like looking back in, in retrospect, shouldn't I have been the one that got arrested instead of you? Every time this comes up with people that I meet later in life, they're like, "What? How did it? How was it you and yeah. not me?" I know. I just think some people a are worse at being bad than others. Um, and I would put myself in that category. And secondly, some people like I think I need the extreme. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you probably eventually, like, learned your lesson. No. But dude, maybe maybe no. I wouldn't have. I'm surprised that so many times in my life I haven't had, like, a, a, a flashlight in my face with somebody going, can't throw up in here, son. Because <laughs> <laughs> those things happen. One night, people I'm not going to name or say when this was, I was in the back of a motor vehicle uh, that had was at a, a, a stop by a uh, police officer, and I'm in the back of the car. So I'm not driving. I'm just putting, I'm like, okay. And the driver of the car is getting a sobriety check. And I can hear, because the windows were rolled down, because the windows got rolled down real quick. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, When the police officer pulled him up. And the driver of the car... Um, the police officer got out a pen. He said, I want you to follow my pen. And the person driving the car said, which end of the pen? And the police officer said, the one with the light, son. (laughs) (laughs) Last thing he said to us was, you go back to Marshall County and you never come back here again. (laughs) That's what he said. Yeah. So... So maybe this is just what we talk about today. So I no, we gotta we gotta do the story. No, no, listen. So I had a. Have I told you the library card story? <laughs> this so sounds, this sounds so benign. Did you get arrested for doing things in a library? No, no, no. Um, I have actually more than once tried to get out of trouble with police officers by showing my library card. But the one that will, the story that we will share is when I was like in middle school, I was with a a, dork. I was, Oh, this is a super dorky story. I was with a bunch of, uh, we were actually coming back from a drama performance that was related to a church group. Right. So, I mean, it was very, very G rated and we had stopped into McDonald's and the guy that led the group was a few years older than us, still a friend of mine, John Cosper, who 
is a writer and was on Ice Cream yeah. Headache several times. Yeah. Um, and I think at some point we have had to have told this story on Ice Cream Headache. And he, we stopped at McDonald's, we got food, and he walked back out into the parking lot and got in his car and locked the car to mess with all of us. Because we're all like 14-year-old boys. Yeah. And he's probably 20, early 20s. And so we run out and jump on top of his car and start banging on the windows. And there's like five of us. And cops just roll into the parking lot because they happen to be driving by and seeing a bunch of people <laughs> jumping onto a car riot. and hitting the windows yeah. with their fists. Yeah, riot. So the cop is is pulling no punches. He's very upset. And he asks everyone if they have ID. And we're like, I'm like 14. And so I don't know the answer to that question. I've never been asked that before. Right. I was just at a church drama performance. And so I asked him, if it's, so I asked him if it's okay if I show him my library card. And he did not think that was funny. Right. And I wasn't trying to be funny. I yeah. just was trying to get out of trouble. I thought, hey man, the only ID I have is the one that lets me check out the Chronicles of Narnia. You were, you were... <laughs> <laughs> And at 14, you may not can rattle off your social security number. No, of course not. Right? Yeah. Like, you have no way of identifying yourself. Like, Zip zero. I, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, just so you know, that does not count as a legal form of identification. I've been told on multiple occasions. Definitely in Arkansas. So, we got to tell some stories. I think we just told a lot of stories. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the way this works is we, we grab a story starter that is... Uh, something from the pile that uh, will will inspire us to tell stories from our lives. We usually grab some sort of theme. We've done everything from Kiss songs to songs, country songs, songs from the 70s, whatever. They're usually songs because we both like rock and roll. Um, speaking of rock and roll, I've decided that in honor of uh, you know 10 million subscribers on Disney+, Plus, I would grab Disney songs as our story starters. All right. So in the pot today, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Which is, I probably could have used that story about the park with my friend. Oh um, my gosh. That's... A, I, we also have in there um, Whole New World. I have Just Can't Wait to Be King. I have Colors of the Wind. And I have Let It Go, because what would a Disney tribute be without Frozen? So you uh, ready? These are not my wheelhouse. Isn't it funny to be like, yeah, um, Kiss songs. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> like It makes me feel like such an unintellectual person okay here we go we've got colors of the wind from pocahontas i couldn't identify that song or where that's but from. you you just heard how good i did yeah that song. okay so um I'll, I'll go first you go first because i've been going second and then still yeah. getting mercilessly beaten so i'm gonna yeah. go first okay um it's colors 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 color oh oh okay so this we're going back to my early childhood so we did not vacation much when i was a kid which i did was not something i realized but yeah that right? we didn't do me neither until you you found out other kids did right i mean I, I remember kind of about fourth or fifth grade realizing like oh vacation to other people doesn't mean going to grandma's house no they go to panama city beach yeah so both of my grandparents lived um in Illinois. Well, for, they lived in different places at different times, but there was a long period in my childhood where they both lived in Illinois, about five hours from us. So, Were, were they close to the beach? No. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep going. Sorry. It's too easy. So, um, so we would, you know, I mean, any ty- type of extended time off work in school, we would just go see grandparents. Yeah. So um, that's what I thought vacation was. Um, 
But there was a time when we had, I had an uncle that lived in Florida near, uh, in St. Petersburg. Um, and so speaking of the beach, there was a time early in my childhood where they were like, we're going to go see your uncle and we're going to go to the beach. So uncle Julian, right? Uncle Julian is my mom's oldest brother and he never had kids. So if you know anyone in your family who got into, you know, multiple decades into their lives, never having kids. They just related to kids differently, right? Yes. Right. Um, and he's a very funny guy, very artistic. Um, we had paintings in our house uh, throughout my childhood that were painted by him. And like one, I didn't even realize was painted by him. My mom was talking about it over Thanksgiving. She said something about, oh, I had to get rid, I have to give some of those paintings back to Julian because we don't have room for them in this house. But I kept the one of the tiger or whatever. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know he did that one. So we had like beautiful artwork in our house. It was so he's a very interesting, smart guy. Um, but he has this real sharp sense of humor that doesn't translate when you're five. I just say that as a precursor so you understand what's about to happen in this story. So we go to his house. I don't know him very well because he lives in Florida and we live in Eastern Kentucky at the time. And we get, um, I remember on the first night we get there and we show up and it's like this apartment and there's like nothing for a five-year-old kid to do, like nothing. Right. And, uh, so I'm bored instantly. And I say, uh, hey, it's, you know, like, I, I think I'll probably go to my mom. And I'm like, I, you know, can I, uh, is there anything I can do here? Like, you know, I'm I'm kind of bored. I played with my five toys I had in the car. Remember when you had to do that? You had to take toys instead of, like, you know, little screens in the yeah. car with you on road trips. Um, I just took the radio, man. And so Uncle Julian comes out. He goes, oh, I got it. He goes, you know, and this is this is where his art background comes in. He goes, I actually have some really nice paper and some crayons all the colors you can imagine in these crayons beautiful paper i will i'll let you i'll let you use my art supplies oh that's nice well yeah so it seems like a real privilege right and he just totally turns it on right like this is such a big privilege i don't let people use this stuff i'm gonna let you use this stuff do you say crayons or crowns so as i've gotten older and moved around I've deliberately tried to say crayons but I but crowns is, is what naturally wants to come out of my mouth and I always said crayons and I started realizing people were saying crowns and I was like I, have I been saying this wrong because I don't think so <laughs> anyway, go ahead I just want to make sure we're on the same page we're so, right, right so yeah so I um, so he sets me up he gets me this nice paper he gets me this whole and I still remember what it looked like it was like one of those trays you open and it has all these grands displayed on multiple levels you can pull them out and they're like sharp and they're beautiful so as i'm getting ready to to use them he leans down and he he looks at me and he goes okay there's one rule you you can't break a crayon oh my gosh and like now in retrospect this is hilarious because this is something i would do to a niece or nephew right right but I think he's 100% serious. And I'm like, yes, sir. I will. You know, I mean, like, I don't know him very well. He's living in Florida. I, like, kind of just met the guy. Right. And uh, he's letting me use his cool art supplies. And I know I can't break them. He leaves the room. I pull out one crayon. I draw three lines, and that crayon breaks in half. Oh. And I am mortified. Like, my life is over. Like, there was one rule. And I lasted maybe a minute before I broke that rule. <laughs> and, you know, you probably know enough about my childhood upbringing that rules are important. 
intention is important, you know, adults are important, all that stuff. And I don't want to, I don't want to cause a melee in my first 30 minutes in this guy's house, right? I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out, Mark. I'm freaking out. You also used the word melee. I have done the exact thing he asked me not to do. And I, I mean, like, I'm like bawling. I think my mom hears me, comes through, she's like, what is the matter? And I'm like, broke the crayon. I'm like just losing it. Yeah. And she's like, dude, that's not a big deal. But he said one rule. And I'm like just losing my mind. Meanwhile, Julian's in the hallway losing his mind with laughter. Like this is the greatest prank he's ever pulled on a five-year-old kid. I am like just, I think my life is over. And he's like, Dude, it's not a big deal. It's, I was totally teasing. I'm like, how do you, this is not okay. Don't, you can't make, ah. and then I learned a valuable lesson that day. Um, you can break grands and you can totally mess with young kids and it's hilarious. And I have done that for the rest of my life. So thanks, Uncle Julian. I have learned since we restarted this podcast that when you were a child, you were a tad gullible. Oh, yeah. You're just now learning that? Yeah. I mean, I guess I've been gullible forever, and I'm middle-aged at this point. But the the, the fart around the world thing, that was amazing. <laughs> but this, too. Your well, uncle's well with you. I That's... mean, part of it had to do with, I mean, if we're really going to get into, like, the psychology of it. You, you, you were not going to break a rule. Right. It had to do with How respect and authority yeah. and righteousness i mean i know that sounds like an yeah. overstatement when you're talking about crayons but i really think that had a lot to do with it right yeah I mean, we the this like sense of right and wrong was instilled very strongly at a very young age and that it manifests in weird ways right like that's not necessarily how my parents meant for it to manifest but that's how it manifested early on so you know i think i've since developed quite a sense of humor and i like to mess with my nieces and nephews but uh man whoo <laughs> It's still like top five most stressed out I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I remember. I remember it. Uh, so, there you go. What do you got? Colors. Colors of the wind. <sighs> this is hard. Um, I, I did have something that came up, and it's a, it's a childhood memory <clears throat> that I'd forgotten about, and something happened to me when I was in college that triggered the memory. Okay. So... So okay, I'm gonna tell it. I'm gonna tell it backwards because I think this might be a better way of telling it. So, there was a point in college where I, I worked at a the college radio station, and and we at, at some point we we started getting, I don't know, two or three hundred CDs a week. So we just had mail crates. I'm getting jealous retrospectively right now as you talk about this. <laughs> yeah, and and after a while like i would just bring mail crates back to the apartment and we would just sit around and listen to cd's and you'd end up being like well this artwork looks terrible i mean you what are you going to do man how do you listen to this many cd's and sometimes there'd be more than that but i remember there is a cd and I, I pulled it up i found the artwork and it's there's it's there's not really anything exciting on it but the band was called link l y n c and the name of the record was called these are not fall colors. And I saw it and I remembered everything. So so, so this is the part of the story where we're now flashing back if this was a film or flashing back to Young Mark. We're going back to kindergarten. Okay, so who plays Young Mark in the film? Uh, 
Anyways, <laughs> an asthmatic kid with a bowl haircut. <laughs> I bet there's plenty of them. So uh, this could be their big break. Yeah. So I don't know what it was like for you before kindergarten, but like my my mom, they would say now my mom was a stay at home mom, but mm-hmm. like now yeah. it's like she was a homemaker. Yeah. Which I don't even know if that's talking down to a woman for like working 18 hours a day, like by doing everything for everyone, (laughs) whatever. Um, So yeah. So my mom, like she did everything for me before, like before I started kindergarten. Um, And I learned how I've made this joke a lot of times, but it's, it's an actual true statement that I learned how to read a lot sometimes by reading I read encyclopedias but I also read the National Enquirer I mean you really need balance when you're learning to read you need balance I appreciate your mom giving you balance in in trivia a couple nights ago it's a couple weeks ago I got a question right because it was like the names of Elizabeth Taylor's ex-husbands and I was like oh yeah I know that man from being a kid I do and I was I was like Richard Burton married twice and he was like are you sure about that I was like I'm pretty positive about that so so I started kindergarten, and when I went in, I very vividly remember seeing the letter K everywhere and not understanding I was in kindergarten. Right, right, right. Yeah, so you've mentioned that, that you yeah. didn't realize the K stood for kindergarten. Got it. Yeah, so that was weird. And um, I'm not going to go into character assassination because it's me and teachers have the hardest job ever. It's like they're firefighters and police officers and first responders and they don't get paid enough money. And you know what? They work till f- they get in at seven o'clock and they work till five o'clock. I mean, and in the summers, you know what they do? They work when they're not getting paid. Um, but, you know, I, it, gloves are off. Okay. So kindergarten teacher, um, I was not prepared for, you know, this at all because I was at home with my mom and it was weird. Uh, kindergarten was a strange experience for me. Like when I got to first grade, like that teacher was, I was like, man, this teacher's amazing. And it was cause it was, you know, a little normal. And my kindergarten teacher was her first year. And, uh, I do remember there'd be yelling and that was really uncomfortable. That sucked. Um, and like in retrospect, I was like, you know, she's, kind of a butthole for yelling at kids i just didn't i don't know man i just didn't like it so my son has this exact same experience with every teacher he has that raises their voice he'll come home he'll be like i had a bad day of school I'm like why'd you have a bad day of school he's like the teacher yelled I'm like but they're really yelling or were they just like like hey quit you know squirting the other kid with the water fountain like you know i mean wait wait yeah. define yelling but yeah. so anyway i understand your yeah. pain yeah i think she was yelling anyway so <laughs> no she was out of line <laughs> yeah so so fast forward, there's kindergarten. So fast forward to like second grade, and I vividly remember I'm working on this project where I'm coloring, like I've got, like we're doing something in class, and I'm the last person to finish, and everyone's waiting on me. And and I know, like I can tell, like it, it's terrible. Like I can't draw people correctly and, and everything <laughs> stinks. And, uh, and the lady, like the art teacher is not cool. And I'm so awkward and uncomfortable about how I feel about drawing stuff. And I still do. Like, I don't, I feel uncomfortable about it. And someone's like, Hey, we're going to draw something. I'm like, no, you're uh, not a big Pictionary guy. No. So, 
Maybe. Like stick figure things. <laughs> how, everything are you, how are you with Hangman? Are you okay with Hangman? I'm okay with that. Okay. So that was second grade. But but then back to back to kindergarten, it was the first time I ever had an assignment and it came home and it caused a stink enough that I'm uh, like, I, it was like one of those things where the parent had to go talk to the teacher about it. And the reason why, well, yeah, why? I got a, a coloring sheet to color and I color it. Uh, and it, it got red ink on it because dogs aren't blue. <laughs> These are not fall colors. These are not fall colors. And like, I just colored everything like whatever. And, and I was still, even though I was five years old, I got it. I, 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 I somehow was self-aware enough to be like, I'm a kid with 64 crayons and I've just got a coloring sheet here. What, what is my aptitude? What am I being graded on here? <laughs> you know, some of these kids are just getting excited to go like bang the erasers together to clean the erasers out back, like, you know, where the steps are and like, you just call you got colors. I mean, it's just nothing. And I remember very specifically thinking like, yeah, man, this is not on the right track. Like what's happening here? <laughs> this is not exactly the aptitude you should be measuring me on. So, so this brings me to an interesting question about only children. Because you had an older sister, but she was out of the house when you were very young. So you were, you were essentially an only child, right? So 100%. You spend so much time growing up with an adult as your main companion. Yes. And you don't have a comparison to other kids. No. So you're thinking like, you telling this story is only illustrating to me that you thought like an adult at a very young age. Yeah. And yeah. given the mix of your parenting between the stories we know about your dad and the stories we know about your mom, you probably had this really interesting hybrid view of the world that was like, you you would challenge, you would be creative, but then you also were like, who's this person think they are telling yeah. me that this dog can't be blue? Because yeah. what in the world could this possibly be saying about me other than I can follow directions? I just remember like my head would hurt in class because like because I always thought like I'd come home and like my head would hurt and I'd be like is this just from yelling do, do you think that do was there ever a time when you were five sitting in kindergarten where you were like I think I could do better than her yeah <laughs> um and and I do I do know that after that my my one parent was really involved in making sure to see like what what teachers I got after that after yeah, that first I mean, year. So I mean, let's go into that teacher psyche for a second because this is interesting, right? So first year, mid seventies, right? Uh, late seventies. Late seventies. Yeah. She's probably just out of teaching school. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Very young and trying to figure out the ropes. And I can see how in that brain you say kids color these things the way they seem like the way they should be and then when you don't color the dog black or brown right you lose points like i can see how a teacher who didn't really right right. i don't know what teaching philosophies were like in the late 70s i mean maybe there was a school of thought that said you had to you know like reality-based coloring i don't know well well they also paddled kids man (laughs) 
I don't know if they did in your school, but they paddled kids. Little I kind kids. Of, I kind of vaguely remember the paddling thing. I think it still existed in the late 80s when I would have been where you were in the late yeah. 70s. I got paddled like third grade. Yeah, I, I never got paddled. Once. I fit clearly from my being scared of my uncle story. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I do kind of remember the threat of it. But then that eventually went away, and yeah, obviously that is not a thing. Yeah, I got paddled in third grade, and it was totally... What? But <clears throat> there was some other kid in class, and he was up at the, up at the teacher's desk, and he was looking in the grade book. And I, I didn't go up there and look in the grade book. I might have been out of my seat or something, and a teacher came back in and asked, and there's one little kid that's a snitch, who, by the way, I'm going to see at a, 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 a little get-together on January 4th, because all of us <laughs> get back together... You're going to look at him and be like, you snitch! I, mean, like, yeah. I have told the world about you and your ways. Yeah, I know, yeah. Now you're a principal of a high school or whatever. Oh, that's like. hilarious. <laughs> of course the snitch is a principal of a high school now. Yeah, yeah it's like Biff. We saw that coming. Um, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, and then I remember it was over. I remember I getting my face turning red and getting really embarrassed. And then it was over and I was like, that didn't even hurt. <laughs> Did you say that out loud? No, I I just remember thinking like this is really blown out of proportion. Yeah, it's like there's so many other things that are more uncomfortable. So wait, we didn't really get to what you did. So the teacher came back and this kid said you were out of your seat. Yeah, and and uh So and, did the kid with the grade book have to get paddled? Yeah. Yeah. There was okay. like five of us or four or five of us had to all go get paddled at the same time. So Have I told the story about how the teacher told me to uh the teacher I I've told this story on this podcast about the teacher at the water fountain. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's what it makes me think of. <sighs> wow. School days. Your story's better. Coloring. I'll take the points. I haven't yeah. won in a long time. I'm yeah. not I'm not even gonna pretend Your that, that I don't want these fake points today. Yeah. My story clearly was something where I needed to work out <laughs> some therapy. <laughs> and I almost some... moved you to the couch over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's all this was. <laughs> it's just more therapy. Hey, see everything that we do at wearethestoryguys.com, uh, including some of our year-end best of lists are going up. Um, favorite things I've read this year, and you have... Uh, My, mine's all music. Yeah, all music for you. Um, I might do a movies one. Do you, do you have movies, films? It's it's hard with the kids. It's all documentaries for you, it's, man. It's all documentaries, and, and then it's spotty at best. Where it's like it's Spotify said I listen to... I think it was 800 hours of music on Spotify this year. Wow. And that doesn't count when I'm listening watching, listening, and watching something on YouTube while I'm doing the dishes every single night. Yeah. Like, yep. that's a half hour. So, it's, it's all music for you. So, there's playlists up there. There's a little rundown on uh, on what you love this year. Uh, I've got the book list up there. If you want to check all that stuff out, wearethestoryguys.com. And you can get in touch with the show, wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. And you can find links to uh, our Twitter and our Facebook and all that stuff there as well. So, get involved. And please do what we always ask you to do. Keep telling stories. Story Guys is a production of Brian Eichenberger and Mark Murdoch. Get more stories, hear more podcasts, and book the guys for your conference or house party at wearethestoryguys.com. Copyright 2019 Boy Have We Got Stories Productions. All rights reserved.